got the Sixers game. We're going to talk some shit. We're going to drink some That's absolute yo. raspberry. This tastes pretty fucking good, even though it's a bitch drink. Uh, and yeah, we're in the crib. Nothing else the fuck to do but talk some shit and get perspectives on life and how to handle certain shit. Yo, speaking of which, yo, man. Like, so this nigga's rambling right now. This nigga's rambling right now. This is way no fucking intros of the podcast. Yeah, just, this nigga's fuck about to that. give a dissertation. I'm going to just let him go, man. I met this chick, so. I met this chick. Well, so somebody uh, hooked me up with this chick. And, um, I don't even know we going. We got to figure out a way to hide myself from this shit, because I'm going to tell you something. So I met this chick. Uh, we was talking on the phone. I met up with her yesterday. We had a little brunch date. Wait, 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 real quick, though. When you first seen her, what was your first thought? She was all right. All right. I mean, like. I mean, all think? right. I'm talking about all right, like you disappointed, all right. No, like, yeah, yeah, okay. She but was... I mean, like, all right, I'm going to give you a perfect example. When you first, you know how you first see somebody, you, like, notice some fucked up shit about them? No, I didn't notice no fucked up shit, but she was just all right. She was all right on the disappointing, like, all right. I seen the pictures, and I already thought she was all right. But then I seen her in person, and I was like, oh, yeah, she all right. Like, yeah. Like, not all right. Like, yeah, happy face, all right. Like, all right, your shoulders dip, and you just like, damn, what, uh, maybe I fuck. So she looked like a bag of nipples. No, she I'm going to show you a picture of this. I'll show you a picture, because this is good content right here. I'll show you a picture. Uh, but anyway, so we start talking, and. I just, I was getting the vibe. I said, you know what? I probably could smash this bitch if I really wanted to. So I started going in, asking her shit, and just talking to her. So just swipe to the left. You'll see like the next couple of jobs. That's her. And that's it. I said, that's the picture I said. Yeah, you know. Yeah, she, all right. That's what I said. She, all right. She yeah. a little chick too. She only like five, five. Yeah, not even five, five. She might even be that tall. But anyway, so we sitting and talking. We across from the table from each other. And um, I don't know. I just start talking shit to her. You know what I'm saying? She married. So let me give you a little backstory. She's been married. She's married, officially divorced as of yesterday, actually, which is funny. Her husband picked up the kids and dropped off his signed divorce papers all at the same time. Oh, so she's trying to get some celebration dick. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's leading towards that. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. So when we're sitting at the table, I'm talking shit to her. And I, I already get the vibe. Like She, she seemed a little uptight. And at the same time, she seemed like she get loose if you really if you find that right niche and say the right shit. So I started saying shit. I told her, I said, I looked her right in her face. I said, so how do you feel if I ask you to eat your pussy right now? And she's like, huh? That's kind of crazy. I said, ain't crazy. I'm just asking. And she's like, I don't know how I feel. And I was like, well, I could do it. <laughs> Lady, <laughs> to all my females, if you go on a date with this nigga, that's how it's going to start. This shit. No, it's not. You? It's not. It's a vibe. You got to catch a vibe. It's not really. If you're not going to just go in on every chick like that. You're not. Before we had this appetizer, I got one question Pussy on or off limits? Mm, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can't be straight up like that. So the, the key, the problem is. These women always talk like they want somebody to be honest. And then when somebody give them honesty, then you either a, a, a creep, as they say now, the new N word to say, air quotations, is you a creep. Or uh, they're going to take it either two ways. You a creep or, oh, shit, this nigga really, uh, like, he don't, have, he don't bite his time. He funny. So most of the time, they just, I don't know. Most times, chicks think it's funny or think I'm joking. But sometimes, I'll be dead ass serious. Like, yesterday, like I said, it was just a vibe. And I just felt the vibe from her, and I said it. But anyway, so 
she she kind of brushed it off, and then we started talking about shit. She started talking about sex, and that was other shit. We start, and then it was time for us to leave. I walked into her car, and I, I leaned in to give her a kiss. I, first of all, she got to be cool for me at least to kiss her. I don't fuck nobody I can't kiss. So I kissed her. Next thing you know, one thing I didn't know, she rubbed it on. We in the parking lot for like 10 minutes kissing. And I was like, uh, she said some shit. And I was like, well, you know, you live down the street. She did literally live down the street. I said, like, well, we go back to your crib right now. Only reason I didn't say come back to my house because my son was here with my grandson and his baby mom. And that's a whole nother fucking story. But anyway, so then I, I leave her. I come home. I text her and say it was nice. Uh, that was a nice brunch day. She said, yeah, it was, it was. Then I did some shit and called her. Then she's like, yo, I'm horny as shit now. Do I, make like, I really want to give you some pussy, but I can't because I just met you. Well, I mean. So and obviously it worked. <laughs> I can't say you wrong. Truthfully, 100%, I didn't want to fuck her yesterday. But, you know, I could have if I really pushed the issue, but I didn't. So let me ask you this, though, real quick. By me asking about the eating her pussy, you think that was some Me Too shit? Yeah, that's some Me Too shit. Oh, okay. Okay, but here's the thing. It's only Me Too when a person actually doesn't want you in any particular way. Once a woman establishes the fact that she is interested in you in a physical manner, that is no longer Me Too, it's just two people flirting. The problem comes in is that women aren't necessarily aggressive to speak their mind, so if a brother shoot a shot, he's kind of left out the dry to figure out whether... She really want me, kind of want me, don't want me at all. And so you end up in a situation where it's just like, damn, what is this nigga doing right now? I ain't, I don't even, I'm not attracted to him in no particular way. He just smacked me on my ass. So part of this is females need to learn to give out more signals, be a little more upfront about whether they like a man or not. And they can be also upfront when they don't like a man. It's adults, we got to learn to communicate a little better as far as, you know, as far as physical activities, because at the end of the day, every man is going to try if he thinks that he likes a woman or thinks they like her. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's right. So if he's not right at that point, you technically violating her space or violating. Yeah. You know what I mean, but yeah. you, how are you supposed to know unless you. Let it out yeah. yeah. So but yeah. So we talked again. But she was like, you know, I'm just going uh, to have to keep this because you ain't like any other nigga I ever talked to. You know what's some funny show though? The only reason I tried that is because she got a little uptight. She seemed a little uptight and she a lawyer. Oh yeah, how long she was married? Ten years, but she was with the nigga like twenty or some shit like that. She's she thirty nine. She like, she was with the nigga half her fucking life. Well yeah, that's all she gonna know. You know, she I mean I'm supposed to be screaming, free me. Give my people well, free. Allegedly, she 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 give she, my pussy free. She hit me with the I ain't had no dick in like since August. She hit me with that one. And then uh, before that, she told me, you know, she said, oh, she told me this. The first time she had an orgasm was last year. She been with her husband for all these years. God damn. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know. But you know, hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you something. No, tell you something. No. What really piqued her interest, be- interest before any of that shit, I told her about some old head shit that just pop up in my house randomly and shit, be knocking on my motherfucking door. She's like, what like, What you tell that bitch? I said, I ain't about what I told her. I, it's what I don't tell her. And, and the fact that I ain't pressing, what y'all women fail to realize that y'all do and don't do is y'all y'all like a nigga when he ain't pressed. When a nigga be pressed and trying to show you attention and give you attention, that's what y'all call him press air quotation. When a nigga trying to give you attention. But when a nigga trying to ignore you, y'all love that shit. 
But that's because, you know, it's the hunt. It's the thrill. Everybody, everybody, no matter what in life, people want. Yeah, but no, but that's, a, that's like confusion with women. They said they want the attention. They want you to show you care. They want you to do this. But when a nigga sitting there, like, look at his phone and say, damn, this bitch called me again. I'm busy. And when he's sitting there scratching his balls and he's not busy, he just just so like talking to her dumb ass. Because you got to understand this. <laughs> this, this. So this is psychological. When you present yourself to somebody, it's hard for another person to accept that this person doesn't actually want them. That's a fucked up thing in your mind to think. Because now you got to think, is it me? Am I not cute enough? Is my feet too big? Does my breath stink? Like, is my hair not done? Like, what is it about me that I think that I'm attractive and that this person doesn't seem to find any interest in me? But the reality of it is, is that none of those things has anything to do with the person actually being attracted to you. They either are attracted to you, they're either not attracted to you, just is what it is. It's hard for us as humans to just accept rejection. And yeah, so I we so we then go down this road and pursue this person, we, not because we really want them, but because we just, in our mind, don't want to feel that sense of rejection. So once we get them, it's like, okay, I no longer feel that sense of rejection because clearly I know that this person wants me, even though I don't really want him, or I feel like he a, a, a nut dude or ain't really my type. But until I get to that point in which I know that this person at the very least finds me attractive to them, I'm going to pursue it because I, then I got to accept in my mind that it might be something about me that's turning them off. And a lot of people can't handle that. Like that's a real tough thing for a lot of, especially women to be able to handle because, you know, we, you know, they get in their head, they start thinking, okay, well, you know, am I this or am I that? And comparing themselves to this person or that person. There's a lot of psychological things going on. Yeah, I, 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 I get you. She sound like a real therapist right the fuck now. And I don't think I was supposed to be signing up for no fucking therapy session. No. I mean, nigga, damn, like you don't want therapy, nigga? Then Charlotte, no, I, 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 I do, I do, I do want, the, I do like therapy. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so not, this is I'm the problem not. with the world. People want a hex of question. Then when I give advice, then they looking at me like, <laughs> man, I ain't want to that deep into myself. Don't ask me no question then, okay? That's because you gave the motherfucker Webster Dictionary answer to the fucking question. They asked you, should I turn left or right? And then you say, due to the the acknowledgement of your question that I have to answer, my name is Word, (laughs) nigga. If I don't use words, then what's the point of that ever being my name? Clearly, you're a person that can wax poetically about random shit. Okay. Dig into okay. my vocabulary okay. with my SAT question. Okay. Show so yeah, that, so that nigga is just a label, not who you are. So you just, you're a nigga by name, but not nature. <laughs> so, yeah, so we got a little deep. But, you know, maybe somebody out there can maybe understand why I'm coming from. Niggas, niggas by name, but not nature. Damn, that's, that's too complicated. That's too complicated. Yeah, you, 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 that's too complicated. You're that, 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 that shit. You're by yourself. Shit, the lights is off. That's Nobody deep with shit, you and shit. That's some deep shit. That is over the motherfucker's head. Yeah, bro. you yeah, man. Damn, nigga you, by name but not nature. Yo, come on, man. That's a rap group too. Nigga, that sounds like a Chuck D album. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like Chuck, just get the fucking rapping. Nobody asking. That's <laughs> nigga by that's name. That's the reason why he had Flavor Blade, because if they left it up to Chuck, would nobody know what the hell Chuck D was ever talking about. And some of you people don't even know who yeah. Chuck D is, but Google him. Yeah, nah, if they Google Chuck D, they're gonna be like, what the fuck this nut ass over here? <laughs> so. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> over here talking about fuck out of here. Speaking of which, not to jump off topics. So, John Singleton recently passed. And for those who don't know John Singleton, John Singleton's director of Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice. John Classics. Singleton was. Baby boy. Like, really the first 
big African American director um, in the nineties. No, no, I mean no, outside Spike of Spike. Me. I mean outside no, of Spike, no, but kind of I put I Spike in a different category. He led the pack on some uh, the hood movies. Relatable movies to people in the hood. Yeah, because Spike was a little. Spike, Spike was a little. He was artistic. Yeah, artistic. The college shit, the jazz shit back then. You know what I'm saying? More better blues. Yeah. Uh, what's the other joint with the colleges? Uh, uh, higher uh, learn, not higher learn. Not higher learn. Uh, school school days. School days. Yeah. yeah. She got a habit. Yeah. And, and all, but you know, can't not Spike for that because all his. Movies, everybody was. There was no niggas. It was just another. I mean, think about no, it. everybody. No, that's the truth, though. If you think about it, she got to have. She was educated. Bombay Blues. They was educated. So, uh, blues player, jazz musicians. Or, or yeah, do the work. right thing was probably the only one that was kind of hood, and even then, they wasn't really like yeah, super hood with it. It okay. was just around. It was you know just neighborhood satire. I guess that's what yeah. describe it. Satire. Okay. But John was really the first person to put kind of like a face to gang violence. Like, you know, you had N.W.A. before them. You had the news clippings. You had Rodney King. You had a lot of things that happened. But John was the first person, I think, that really gave you a visual of what's going on. Because you got to remember, Doughboy and them was in high school. They wasn't like these was old. Yeah, because remember, Ricky was in high school. Yeah, Ricky was in high school. Yeah. Doughboy was, yeah, you know, they was all around the same age. Even, um, which we call it, Trey was in high school. So you looking at, you looking at Trey being in high school. And, yo, this motherfucker just showed me a picture of fucking Jaheen looking like he's in touch with his Indian ancestral heritage. This motherfucker went on <laughs> Ancestor.com and found out that he's motherfucking yo, one from why, Cherokee. Why and now he is? looks like a cross between goddamn Earth, Wind, and Fire and Chief Chickataw. No, I didn't peep the cat. <laughs> I wish I could put, I'm going to put this shit up on the ground. So y'all can see it. So when y'all but see this episode, y'all know exactly why we laugh. No, but somebody put check on Jaheen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna post this picture because you gotta see. Then you'll understand why we just broke out of nowhere laughing and out of nowhere. But back to what we talk about. So John was like the real first person to really put a face on gang violence. We all, if you're from the hood, you knew what's going on. Especially if you wasn't out Cali, you didn't understand the extent. Like people thought it was just, you know, about the colors and about gangs. And it was just deeper than that. It was just a whole lifestyle. So he showed, you know, young mothers having babies, babies having babies. You remember his mom was young, you know what I'm saying? And then Ricky ends up having a, a baby in high school. And it showed, you know, how quickly, you know, Ricky got killed over absolutely nothing. And then Doughboy ends up seeking out vengeance and taking the other cat's life. And Doughboy ends up getting killed. You know, even from that to Trey going to college. And, you know, it showed you everything. Police brutality, all of it. And I think that was really the first movie that kind of put everything in a wrap. I can honestly say, I don't think I ever want to go to movies with you, yo. You break shit down too much. I, I don't want to give a fuck about all that. <laughs> I just want to But, nigga, but I'm just trying to give a vision with shit, you petty <laughs> motherfucker. Like, damn, clearly we are a podcast. And clearly they cannot see what's going on. And maybe they ain't never see boys yeah, like, you know it was like 30 years ago, you old motherfucker. Right. Shit. This yeah, nigga, exactly. This nigga definitely heard his fucking name. Word. God damn. Word of mouth. God damn. I saw go to movies this God damn. Man, back to the subject. Oh, what yeah, whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? What do you think? Do you think that people really understand the impact that John had or it'll just be something that well, people of our generation and people that actually was there to see those movies and not have to look it up and see how those movies impacted the hood and see how people was hyped to see the movies. And when the previews came out and everybody was all hyped, they're like, yo, I got to see that and make sure this, that, this, that. Like, 
Yeah, if you from that era, because this era didn't see that. They they can't get piped for somebody. And the crazy thing is, if you really think about it, there's no movies out like that, yo. It might be a couple of TV shows, you know, Power and stuff like that, but how really relatable is Power? You know what I'm saying? How really relatable in this day and age is Power? It's dope, but how real relatable? You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was relatable. Like, back then, you could actually envision yourself. Yeah, you... Because I don't know from you, but for me, I know when I was young, I definitely always kept saying, like, I just want to make it past 25. Yeah, but that's that's what... That, honestly, I never thought that I would be this old. I never thought I would see I you know, I thought 21. I, I thought... There's two things. On the flips, good side, I thought by 25, I'd be married, wife, kids, blah, blah, doing whatever I... In life that I'm supposed to be doing. On a street side, I was like, if I make it to 25 without getting shot, going to jail, I'm officially an old head. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I did make it to 25 without any of that shit. I actually got locked up at 26. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm one year old. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I made it to 26. You thought you just escaped? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That that's what happened, but yeah, I don't know, man. John Singles to uh, R.I.P. Man, that's crazy. Though. Like I said, that oh, he was only fifty one, man. Like fifty one is not that old. Listen, people might man. think it's old, but fifty one is not that old at all. I tell people all the time, man. Health is wealth. You got to take care of yourself. You can't just be out stroke. here just. What what causes strokes though? Like I, I always hear people having strokes, and I just never ever took the time to research. What are the causes of strokes? So I believe that is due to like high blood pressure and hardening of the arteries. And, oh shit! You know what I'm saying, or, you uh, know, just kind of is yeah, just a, a ongoing process of where you know blood is not you know getting to the brain, and so you know that's why it's important to take care of yourself. Go to the doctor. To you, motherfucker, especially our age, we'll be talking all this. And, you know, I ain't seen the doctor in over ten years. You need to go to the doctor I don't know every year. I know, but I tell you one thing though. One of my closest homies, he uh, he found out he had diabetes, severe diabetes, and the reason he found out is because his vision was blurry. And he worked at a damn care home for elderly people, and one of the nurse, he was telling the nurses that uh, he kind of like can't see. So the nurse like that sounds like a symptom of diabetes. So she said, "Let me check your uh, blood sugar." She checked his blood sugar. They took that nigga to the emergency room. He was in the hospital for a week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It happens. They told that nigga his shit was so bad he can't even eat fruit. Yeah, it happened. Same thing happened to my wife. She didn't know she was diabetic for a long time. She just kept losing weight, kept losing weight. And then next thing you know, she was having like heart palpitations, the problems, and her girlfriend took her to the ER and they was like, yo, you a diabetic. Like, you a type one diabetic at that. And she ended up staying there for a week until they finally got her together. You know, but that's how he was in there. That's what happened. They kept him in there until. They got it under control. Yeah, he was in there for a minute. That shit was real wild. That shit was real wild. You know what's so crazy? Because this nigga used to always say, like, when he was sick, and I would talk to him, like, randomly, he would tell me he was sick. And I'm like, well, why you go to the doctor? He's like, because, you know, I'm thinking it's something major. And if I go to the doctor, I'm just thinking that when they tell me what it is, I'm going to get worse. Like, once you know what it is, it makes it worse because it's in your mind. So that's why he didn't want to go to the doctor and hear them tell him, hey, you know, uh, you bumped your leg on the table and it's a bruise. So now now that bruise turned to a blood clot in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> nigga logic. Yeah, nigga logic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to die. 
I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> I wasn't even. It didn't even hurt this much until he told me what happened. It didn't hurt. Hold up, Doc. What you said? I got shot. Yo, I Why got I get shot? <laughs> Black people have an abnormal fear of hospitals oh, and an abnormal fear of police. I ain't no abnormal fear of police. What the fuck, nigga? Abnormal fear of police. I guess you ain't had too many interactions. No, I had them all. But goddamn, I'm 40 and shit, and all my paperwork correct. And I'm still looking behind the mirror like, is this motherfucker going to turn He's around? Right. I had, I, yo, I had somebody I in the car one day, down. and the young boy said the same shit to me. I was like, no, nah, you just black, and you, you know, that's nah. how we have If you was white, you wouldn't feel that way. I, I like fucking with him, though. I like doing dumb shit and stuff like that. I know the shit I shouldn't do, but I, uh, I like my car right now. The, the tags is Delaware tag, and, but I got Pennsylvania uh, inspection sticks in the window, and they expire like a motherfucker. Those shit say, uh, those shit say six eighteen. So when cops ride past me the opposite way, they see that shit busting you, and then they see the Delaware tag and keep moving. Kids, if you're holding, do not drive and chase this car. Yeah, please don't. I don't get, I don't get pulled over. I got pulled over. No, you know what? I got pulled over. Um, what was that? Like last week, I got pulled over. From, they gonna tell me I uh my brake light was out, and it actually was, but they didn't know that shit until actually they wanted to pull me over. So anyway, and he told me he went. His main question was, "Is your license straight?" Now I was like, "Yeah, my license is straight." He said, "Oh, you sure?" I said, "100 percent." So he they checked my license, came back and gave me my shit, and was like, "All right, you can go." Uh, get that tail light fixed. I wasn't got to pick that day, but my point is, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I had this conversation with a friend of mine. I said that about being fearful of police, and he was like, "You shouldn't be fearful of police. You should be cautious of police." I was like, "All right, wording means a lot, but fuck that." But in contrary, though, not contrary, whatever. I had an argument with a black woman who is pro-black, strong, one of the strongest sisters I know, and she was talking about. She tired of niggas just letting the police get away with any fucking thing. I said, I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand your logic. You don't think somebody should live to fight another day? A nigga that got kids, got a family. Like you think I, mean, I should? Should I fight the police? Huh? Exactly. Should I be fighting the police? She's on. Yeah, fuck that. Somebody got to stand up to him. I'm like, man, I mean, fuck that. Standing up to him is not necessarily dying. Yeah, like that ain't mean you get into a fight with it because you're not. And nothing good is gonna happen if you get into a fight with a police. Yeah, exactly. Well, me and, my, me and my cousin always talk about this, right? And we just be talking about how some of these situations with the police, niggas be up there rumbling the fucking cops and then get shot or resisting arrest. Once they start arresting you, there's no reason to try to fight them because you're not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So why not just be like, all right, you got me. Let's figure this out later and I'm going to live. Hey, they don't make like, like, it. It's nothing to be gained in it. Nobody's going to be like, oh, here, here, bro. We're going to start running out here and fighting the cops. It's not yeah, going to because it's forgettable. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, I asked you a question. What was the bull name in Louisiana that the cops, where they had him on the ground, they put the gun in his chest and shot him. And it was all recorded. Exactly. But he was in there rumbling the police. And then that happened. Like I said, I'm not saying he deserved it. But at the same time, like, I don't know what be going through somebody's head if I'm doing something. If, if you are going to resist those peoples, those folks, black, white, and that's another thing. Let me go up there. Black, white, whatever, anybody in that uniform is subject to fuck you up and do something crazy to you. It ain't got nothing. To me, personally, I don't feel it's always a racial situation. I just think it's the mentality of somebody who has authority, air quotations, authority over you, and you're not doing what they tell you the fuck to do. And they feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want to you. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, that's the mentality, though. Exactly. That's the, exactly. That's what comes with putting that uniform on. They get that fucking mentality. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you a quick story. My homie had a son that became a Philadelphia police officer. And he called his son just to check on him, asking how he liked his job so much. And his son was mad that he ain't get a chance to shoot at somebody yet or fucking them. Or uh, be something down. This is called mental slavery, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, having done community work for a while, I think there's always an adversarial relationship between police officers and the community that they work in. Because, like anything else, if you expose to something negative all the time, then you create a negative context in your mind. And so when you look at them, you look at them as criminal. You look at them as less than a human being. Because most of your interactions are negative. Honestly, I think most police officers need to go out into the community and have positive interactions with the rest of the community and understand that it's not the community that is just somebody who chose a criminal background that you have an issue with, not the community. But if all you're dealing with is a negative aspect of the community, then yeah, you're going to automatically take that stance because that's all you're dealing with. It's like dealing with you got a mom who constantly just cussing you out all the time. You're going to think negatively about a woman at that point. Cause that's I all understand you what know. you're saying, but. I don't know about that. I, I have to really sit there. And I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm saying, I'm just saying what builds in that mentality that uh, that allows them to think that it's basically us against them. No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's my, that, my point was, I don't think they all had that same mentality of it's us against them. Right, well, us, we do have that mentality. But I'm saying as far as the cops, though, the cops just be like, yo, you know, like the fucking, what was that? Uh, South Park, respect my authority. That bullshit. Like, yeah. they really think like that, yo. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's why I said it's an us against them thing. Here go. Funny-ass story. GMX. When he was a person in the cop and he tried to tell the boy to do that dumb-ass shit, what did he say? He said, the nigga wasn't expecting my authority. <laughs> <laughs> and he was faking the cop. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the point. But that's the whole point. When you get into a situation where you assuming that you have authority over somebody, that's where the issue is. If that person is a human being, you, nobody has authority over another person. No, they don't. Nothing ever, nothing in law, nothing well, in life well, gives you authority. Unless they're a child. Even then, there's more so teaching. But if you approach things from authoritative, do everything I tell you, the reality of it is, your fucking parents might be wrong. Like, sometimes they tell you some shit, and that just because they tell you don't mean that they right. You're a badass kid. No, I that just... That statement just proved that I you just, was a badass fucking kid. Yeah, mom, I don't think you. I don't think I have to clean my room. <laughs> no, but she... You know, like, listen... You might be you, wrong about that shit. Just no. because I don't clean my room don't mean I'm going to be a sloppy adult. Fuck that, mom. That's not how it went. My mom, I'm telling you right now, my mom basically told me, like, listen, if you don't keep it clean, then the house is going to be dirty. Do you want the house to be dirty? And in my mind, I'm thinking, no, I don't want the house to be dirty. Okay. So I cleaned the fuck up. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So clearly, if she just kept telling me, do it, because I say do it, then, yeah, I would have looked at it like, well, why, you know what I mean? But it's plenty, plenty of times your parents told you some shit, and you got out into the world and was like, they was getting the fuck wrong. That's a whole nother subject. Yeah, we're going to turn this into therapy sessions because I ain't had none of that shit. So real quick, before we end, we're going to get into this clip. Y'all listen to the clip. The real fact of the matter is, 
a lot of sisters do not want good men. They prefer these type of brothers that don't have goals, that don't have a good job, that don't have drive, that don't have ambition, that aren't good protectors, that lack in these areas where a man should be plentiful in. They go for these type of men instead of a good man because when they have this type of brother, they can tell him everything he's doing wrong. They can belittle him. They can disrespect him. And they like that. That's why when they were talking about it, they were laughing. They were giggling. They were giving each other high five. Like, yes, I talk to my man like that too. I have to tell my man that too. Ha ha ha. They think it's funny because they like the idea that they they feel superior over their man they like feeling like they are in control of him they like that position of authority of power they like being able to say get the fuck up off my couch i'm about to kick you out of my house you need to do this you ain't shit you ain't. they like being able to talk to men like that they like that but if the role was reversed and they did have a good man now they can't talk to him like that they can't be disrespectful to him now they actually have to wash their mouth now they have to level up now they might actually have to be submissive hold up <laughs> this is one of the reasons why women prefer those type of men over good men because a good man is a man that is plentiful in all these areas where these other men lie where good men actually have the stuff you know they have the goal and the ambition the drive if they don't have a lot of money they're working towards it you know what I mean? They are protectors. They are leaders. They they provide guidance and all this, the, the knowledge and the strategic planning and all this other stuff that comes with being a good, strong, masculine black man. They have all of this. So now he can actually turn around and tell you where you lack as a female, as a feminine woman. He can say, you're not feminine enough. You're not nurturing enough. You're not affectionate enough. You don't, you're not sexual enough. You don't have sex enough. So part of it is true and a part of it is presumptuous i think she's talking about a segmented demographic of females that tend to feel this way due to maybe their own self-esteem issues but i can't necessarily say that african-american women on a whole feel this way because she, i know a lot of sisters every woman she just says a lot of women that do it and i agree with her because i've seen it i have personally firsthand seen i have a lot of female friends and if y'all don't like me using the word female i don't go for it but i have a lot of female friends and i have paid attention to the choice of men they have made you know what i'm saying and i feel offended by some of those choices on some real shit i tell them this too like why why would you fuck with a nigga that can't do shit for you and I mean, literally, you can't do shit. And everybody's talking about gold diggers, this, gold diggers, that. But no, a man's job is to prevent, protect, and provide. Two of the top things they're supposed to do, right? And if this, if you are giving your pussy to a nigga consistently, I, you can always, listen, man, I'm all for a woman to have fun, get her shit off, get your rocks off, but know the limitation to that situation. Do not let somebody into your life and be in here on your couch talking about how he going to do this, how he going, you know, so basically a mixtape rapper. Like y'all be in these mixtape rappers in your lives ruining that shit. But let me ask you something. So how much of it is that she never had an example of how a man is supposed to provide and protect? And maybe that's what she... I understand. And, and that's a good point. Like she haven't seen an example of that. No, you know what? No, no, no. You know what? I'm going to tell you what a friend of mine has told me. That she can't find anybody. So she decides to lower her standards and just take what she can get. But I'm like, yo, that's why you're supposed to keep going until you find something. And like, you might find one out of three. 
All right, fuck him. Now you next dude you found two out of four. <coughs> You know what I'm saying? Fuck him. Now you got three out of four, and now you like now a three out of four should be somebody you might be considering. So, what I find, well, so what I, from my advantage point, what I see is a lot of females don't really like to be alone. Nah, and so, nobody want to be alone, yo. I don't want to be alone right now. And, but I mean, when I say be alone, they're unwilling to set a bar to the point in which it keeps them from being alone. I think it's that aspect of it. I think another aspect of it is whether you feel worth of having that type of love. In order for you to receive love, you have to feel like you're worthy of love. And if you never established in yourself to be worthy of love, then maybe you don't feel like if somebody loves you in that way that you're worth it. I had a, a, a woman one time told me, like, you know, it's hard for me to be around you because you treat me well. Yeah, I, I, and mm. my thing is, well, how the fuck am I supposed to treat you? Like, I, and this is not even somebody that I'm in a relationship with. It's just somebody I know. And at the end of the day, is if I'm treating you as a man towards a woman, and you're a fr- even if you're a friend to me, I'm not going to let a friend, man or woman, go without. I'm not going to let a friend be hurt. I'm not going to let a friend not have because that's the type of person I am. That's the per- per- way I was raised. That's what my parents and my friends, more importantly, would do for me. But in her mind, she felt like having that around her made her feel a type of way. And I think sometimes that's, a, that's part of the mentality that a lot of women, unfortunately, deal with or whether they feel worthy that that's the bar that it should be in their life. And when I say that, I mean, you should expect that of your own friend. Meaning, I'm not just talking about the, the men you date. I'm talking about the, anybody you have in your life. You should expect them to provide you with some stability and love at a certain level that you feel like you need. If they can't do that, then what the hell is the point of them being around you? If I can't learn something from you, you my man. But if I can't learn nothing from you, what the fuck are we cool for? Yeah, I, well, that's that that's true because that's why I don't fuck with a lot of people anymore. You know what I'm saying? And not not saying I don't fuck with them like I don't speak to them. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a thing where like you taking a standpoint of get the file away from me, but you realize that what that person is providing you and what you need is not the same, so you limit the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah, you might still care about them. Yeah, you might still check on them, but again, you limiting the, the amount of effect or gravity that that person has in your life. And I think that you should evaluate all your relationships and all the people that's around you in that particular way. I think what she's saying is probably true, but I think there's a more systemic, if that's the right word, viewpoint that happens to African American females to where. They've been taught the wrong things for so long that they feel like it's them and they feel like they don't deserve that. They don't know how to handle that type of love. Because at the end of the day, I mean, let's be honest, I've seen some of these niggas y'all fucking with. I could almost understand it if that nigga was a thorough dude, but he was just a complete fucking utter fuck up. Them niggas be some bum busted ass niggas. So it ain't really like you saying, oh, he a real nigga and I love real niggas. No, he's a clown, shorty. Like, you know, he's a clown. I didn't heard on more than one occasion. Where a chick was fucking with, um, yeah, fuck that bum nigga. More than one occasion, I didn't hear a chick say, "I just think he got so much potential." <laughs> 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 I, I'm so confused by that. I just had this conversation with a woman the other day, and I was like, "I don't, I don't understand that phrase when you say that about a nigga. Like the nigga keep going to jail, 
he keep going to jail for the same shit, hustling, and keep getting caught. So obviously he's not that great at it. Right. I mean, so what's know, the potential? Because he keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> he, what it is, he's selling her a dream. This is the thing. She <laughs> wants to feel like she was the person who pulled him out of the gutter and dusted him off and helped make him into this incredible man. But the reality is that she doesn't realize this. You got to already be that man and have that plan to even do it. That's not something anybody else can give to you. So you'll never be the person that does that because he got to be willing to do that for himself. And I don't think a lot of women really understand. I think they want this story of I made him into this person. I made him into this thing. And that's Mm. not really what love is really about. That's not what being in a relationship is about. It's about two equal halves building with each other in order to create something that couldn't be created without both of you being together. And I don't think they really understand. I think they really want to be able to. They want this story. Like we like the problem is, I think, in this society that women grow up with fairy tales and they grow up with these stories. And what do people love? A good motherfucking story. Well, guess what? They say you got a regular nigga who motherfucking not even went to school, who just worked hard, built, took step by steps. And y'all did it together. Y'all went and got good credit. Y'all went and made the right investments. Guess what? That's not that's not a good story. That don't sound like two people found each other, girl, and he went to jail and he was doing this and that. And then this nigga decided he had a taco stand. He took his last dollar. I bust my motherfucker wick check. He flipped that motherfucker wick check. He turned motherfucker two and four. Next thing you know, we got the taco stand and now we motherfucking taco conglomerates around the world. That's the story. It ain't real, but it's a story. If a nigga can flip a wick check, that's that nigga hustle. Because we know they make them checks out. Listen, <laughs> I didn't see a motherfucker flip a wig check. That's shit cash, though. I didn't see a motherfucker That shit is baby milk and listen, milk listen, and cereal. Listen, cereal without sugar. Listen, like, a nigga flip a cereal without sugar? Listen, that nigga hustle. Dead ass. I that seen nigga a nigga. I seen a motherfucker walk in the grocery store, bust a wig check down, go outside and start slinging Similac for half price, motherfucker. He had six cans of that shit. In less than five minutes, that nigga came up on $200. He's a hustler. That's a hustler. I don't know what he did with it. He looked like he was smoking. Quick checks, you ain't got cereal without sugar. (laughs) You got a couple gallons of regular milk. (laughs) You got the baby milk. You got juicy juice. You got the juicy juice on there. So when that nigga slang that shit and made money, Listen, that does, you know what, though? On, off the subject, that just proved my point. Because I tell people all the time, there's a million ways out here to make money. You just got tapped in that shit. <laughs> and that right there just proved my motherfucking point. And niggas flipped a wig check? So you know how G that shit is? Listen, so all of my Dang. motherfucking real niggas, if you ain't never bust a wig check down, you ain't a real nigga yet. So go out there and start I busting bust it. I guess I ain't a real nigga. Go out there and start busting them wig checks down. Every time we bust a wig check, <laughs> we kept that shit. We had to call people to get that shit away. Yo, this nigga made money on that? Damn, that's crazy. On that note, we probably went way too long, so we're going to wrap this shit up. We're going to have it on the gram. We also put the clip on the gram, so you want to comment, give your own particular feedback. If it's dope enough feedback, maybe put it on the show next week. Man, I don't Again, give a fuck about nobody's opinion, man. Fuck, we're going to do this shit until we don't feel like doing this shit. Okay, this nigga. No. He's an angry old man. Word, I'm Chase. Yeah, okay. This is the motherfucking Married to Single podcast. Married and Single? Who's the one you going to work with? Yeah.